0: I'm um, feeling pretty wrecked by God right now. Wrecked in a good way. Because I know He's here. And, um, you know, He doesn't have to be invited. He's been waiting for you all day. So I can't wait till you come home. So I just want to pause for a moment with you, church, and just make sure our hearts are aligned with His. I don't want to rush into this. Make us aware, God. You're so good. I love you so much. Father, we make a choice to dwell in that secret place. We make a choice right now, God, to be where you are and And not come with an agenda, not come with a list of wants and needs. But just to be with you right now. Behold your beauty and your majesty. There's no other place we'd rather be. And it's from that place, God, that we step into this moment now. Because if you're not in this moment, nothing's going to happen. You're such a good father. Wow. Do what you do best, God. It's such a joy to be here, I tell you, to see this young fella again. I haven't seen Andrew without the beard. So, my goodness, that's 10 years wiped off easy, mate. (laughs) 10 years, dude, that's gold. But we we love these guys, Andrew and Mel, we we love them so much, and they are amongst my favourite people in the world. And you are so blessed to have them um, here in this church and leading you along a journey that is absolutely phenomenal. And this feels like, yeah, amen, come on, come on. It's beautiful when we do when we do catch up when they speak to us about you. They come alive. They really love you, and you are so blessed. And it feels like homecoming here. I've got to be honest. It, I was saying to Kaz on the way. I go, it feels like we're going home. Yeah, you know, it's it's like family catch up, and it's 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 beautiful because what we're what we're about here. It's not. Um, oh, that church over there or that church over there, it's, hey, this is family. It's an expression of family in Ballarat. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're living an expression of God's family in Melton and so on. And it's such an honour to do that journey together. Um, but the fact is, you know, what, what you guys are pressing in for and what we're pressing in for as well, it's not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> hey? I mean, has anyone been challenged by the fact that God is a supernatural God and sometimes he doesn't make sense? No? Or have you figured him out? Can anyone raise their hand who has figured God out completely? No, no I'm still searching for that person because I'm going to be at their feet every day, learning off them. Master. Because you know? oh, I want to know. But for so, many, for so many years, my personal journey in Christianity was very much based on a theological understanding of God. I loved reading, I loved getting those big chunky theological books and, and, and really getting to know God through that and through the word and so on. And I could explain him to others quite easily. I could preach a sermon about him quite easily, but I was missing something. You see, for years I was content with a head knowledge of him, not realising that there was more. Because the, up, the, the upbringing that I lived through in a very religious conservative congregation... Never, never introduced us to him in that way. He was a God to be feared, but feared in a negative sense. He was someone that you better be careful what you say and do because he could strike you dead in any moment. It was a very, very real, harsh religious mentality that I grew up in and therefore I never knew that I could actually encounter the one I was reading about. That was so brand new to me. And then I met, met someone, his name is Holy Spirit, and oh wow, I've never, I never, never met him before. And all of a sudden, this whole relationship with the one I knew since a little child became so intimate and so real that I actually had the guts one day, the guts, get it? The guts one day to call him Daddy, Abba. I felt a bit uncomfortable because that seemed a bit sacrilegious, a bit bit unholy. But Abba, Daddy, Papa. (sighs) There was so much of him that I began to uncover and and, and get revealed to me. And it, it made my journey come alive. But what I realized that as we dig deeper into the supernatural ways of God into his realm, into his kingdom realm. You better be prepared to be uncomfortable. You better be prepared to have some of your beliefs that you've grown up with maybe all your life to be challenged and possibly erased. You're welcome. Because I know you've been waiting for that word all day. See, we want a comfortable version of Christianity. I'm sorry, it doesn't exist. Well, it does exist, but it's not the real thing. So, church, Jesus would have been a very uncomfortable person to be around. He knew what you were thinking before you said it. Imagine having a mate like that. Oh, my goodness. You'd be challenged every day of your life. And you'd see things and you'd be a part of things. And I can imagine the disciples sitting at night thinking, what have I just witnessed today? I have no category for that. I have have nothing to compare it to. What is going on? they would have been challenged so deeply. And I realize that sometimes we get so comfortable in our version of Christianity that we're missing out on way too much. We're missing out on so much of who he is. And all the time, it's the Father calling you higher. It's the Father saying, come on, come higher. Come where I am. Come and see it from my perspective. If you're willing to do that, you will be on a journey that will blow your mind. Literally. Because while it's important to have a theological understanding of who he is, you have to know what you stand for. You have to get the other side of the equation as well. You have to know him intimately, personally, one-on-one, in the secret place. I encourage you all to find that secret place. It might not be a location, but it could be. But it's a secret place where it's just you and him and no one else is allowed. I'm trying every day to live from my secret place. I'm trying right now to preach from my secret place. I love you, but you're not welcome there. We have to protect it. Nothing to steal the affection of my heart. Deep trust is built there. I love the moments where I'm sitting in Papa's lap and we say nothing. You've probably got someone like that in your life where silence is not uncomfortable. No words need to be said, you just know that you're loved. Something beautiful happens there. And it's there that we're protected from the stuff that we don't understand. You know, let's be honest, life can get very tricky sometimes. And though we'd love it to run smoothly, every now and then there is a bit of a hiccup. For some of you, that's quite frequent. For others, it's not so much. But every now and then a season in life comes because it's life. Where it has the potential to completely derail you from who you think he is and who you think you are. One situation, we were journeying with a... um, a dear pastor, friend of ours in Melton, pastoring another local church, Melton Christian Fellowship. Pastor Barry Butters, great man of God, dear, dear friend. Um, A few years ago now, his wife, Loris, got cancer. And we, myself, and um, another couple of the local pastors were invited into that intimate journey with them. It was such an honour to see what we saw. We would on a number of occasions go with Barry and, and just go lay hands on Loris and pray and just, just declare her healing in Jesus' name and do everything we knew to do, yeah? See, we'd seen cancer healed before. So this, this was yet another opportunity to see God's glory be revealed. And we would visit her and we would talk to her and the faith coming out of that woman was breathtaking. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, we're coming to minister to her, but she's ministering to us. I mean, I've got to take notes. Because I can learn so much from this woman experiencing that dark valley. I knew what Jesus had made possible. I'd, I'd seen him move in miraculous ways. And I was expectant for Loris to be so free from this ugly disease. 18 months into, her, into, the, into the battle with cancer, she was admitted to Werribee Mercy Hospital at the uh, palliative care unit there. So, what Barry did, he called about seven of us local pastors there one day. He says, Guys, you need to come, you need to sur- get, um, surround her bed, and we're going to worship. So, that's what we did. We came, we worshiped for about three, four hours. We anointed her with oil. We declared, Loris, you're healed. You're going to get up out of that bed and walk out of this hospital in Jesus' name, and all of the stuff we know to do. And I remember walking out of that hospital that day with another local pastor, Julie. I said, Jules, there was so much faith in that room. I mean, you could cut it with a knife. It was so thick. I okay, I'm expecting that during the night, I'm going to get a phone call from Barry telling me Loris is healed. She goes, "Oh, I believe it too. So we're, we're fired up, yeah. Well, I did get a call at quarter past two that night. She died. Mm-hmm. Barry went on to share that his daughter and his son were with him when she passed away. And he spent the next two hours trying to resurrect her dead body. But God chose to keep her. So now we were put into another season. How do you figure out the mystery of God? How do you live through a season of mystery when who you think you know him to be gets questioned and the circumstance around you doesn't look like it? What do you do with that? Can I I really be real with you today? Just dead set honest? Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it really does because we want answers. We want to know why. Why did it work for that person, God, but not for her? She was a woman. She followed you her whole life. A pastor along with her husband. What happened, God? Some of the questions during those first days and weeks were very honest and brutal. But that's okay. He wasn't offended. At the funeral, Barry stood at the front with a room full of people supporting him and he raised his hands to heaven. And I was watching what he would do and he raised his hands to heaven and he says, God, you are still good. You are still God and you're still the healer. And I'm hearing and watching this, I go, Wow. This man just lost his wife. She got the ultimate upgrade, by the way. Ultimate upgrade. But she's not there in the flesh with him. And it was was an up and down journey for Barry. But it was an honour to be there with him. When we we thrust into a season of mystery where what you thought you believed contradicts your current circumstance, you have to be careful, because in that place, a lot of people fall down. I want to bravely walk into this topic with you today. I'm sensing I need to, as I sought God's heart for you during this week. I said, God, what does Mount Clear need to hear? This is a bit of a different message I'd normally bring to a church, but your family and I... Trust what Father's saying is for you. So shall we go for it? How about the rest of you? (laughs) (laughs) Depends. (laughs) How uncomfortable is this going to be? You'll be right. You're amongst loved ones here. You'll be right. Failure and disappointment confronts us all. I've ministered to enough people to realise that failure against God is a very real condition and something we cannot ignore but it needs to be healed needs to be healed because it's a blockage it's a wedge created by the enemy to remove you from intimacy with the one who loves you most when I say intimacy please do not be offended by that word I love it the way Leif Hetland says it's into me you see God, I'm so real, I'm so open, I'm so transparent before you. The masks are off. Into me you see, you see all of me. You know me inside out. That's the place where we belong. If you're in this tension today, I don't know if any of you are, I don't know if any, any of this relates to any of you right now, but you'll probably experience something like this. I want you to first not beat yourself up. And I think, what kind of Christian am I? Man, I've got these questions in my head I shouldn't even be thinking. (laughs) Don't beat yourself up. Because even the great John the Baptist had questions. Let me take you there. Matthew 11, verses 1 and 3. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison... About the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? I want you to hear those words again. Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? This same John the Baptist, who at the river Jordan pointed to Jesus and he said to everyone, Behold, the Lamb of God. John pointed Jesus out as the coming one. Publicly, he declared, okay, everyone, guys, this is why I'm here. I came to prepare the way for him. (laughs) I'm not even worthy to to carry his... But he's the one. He's the one I'm here for. Look at him. The Lamb of God, the Saviour of the world, the Messiah. That's him. He's here. But now John is in prison. And this great man of God that Jesus says, no one was born of a woman as great as this man. This same John is now asking... Are you him? Are you the one? Why does he ask that? Because he finds himself in a situation that contradicts who he thought Jesus to be. Hang on, Jesus. Hang on. on. Time out, Jesus. Hang on. Whoa. You came to set the captives free, but look at me. Hey, come on. You came to set the prisoners free, but where am I, Jesus? Do you love me or not? Have you forgotten me or are you just now busy doing ministry? Jesus, I gave my entire life for you. My entire life, Jesus, was spent to prepare the way for you. I want to be out there preaching. I want to be out there declaring your goodness, pointing people to you, moving people towards you. But I can't now. I'm in prison. And I don't know if you realize what the prisons were like back then. They did stinketh. Bad. They were dark. They were wet. They were ugly. And he's this great prophet of God that just wants to be out there doing what he's called to do. Yet he's stuck in a cell trying to come to terms with a Christ who came to set the prisoners free. Can you, can you see this, church? Are you getting this, what it, what it looks like? So don't beat yourself up. Even the great John the Baptist had issues. Knowing Andrew and Mel's heart, I think you have permission to be real here. Am I right? feel yeah. oh, You have permission to be real here. I struggle with a version of Christianity that says, smile and fake it till you make it. What if I want to sook? <laughs> Honestly, what if I want to have a bit of a, a cry? What if I want to sob like a baby? Am I allowed to? No, 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 no. You reserve that for your room, where no one will see you make a mess. Now, let's just get over the, the, the surface level Christianity that we try to make. It's all rosy and it's all cool. Sometimes it's not. Now, if I ended the sermon there, I would never be invited back to speak, because you think, what kind of heretic is this? My goodness, what kind of version of God has he given us? It does get better. All right, There is good news in this. Okay, <laughs> Amen, thank Jesus. Bill Johnson was um, once asked, what, one of, what is one of the greatest things that we can do in, in a season where um, it doesn't make sense? And he said this, the very wise words, he says, we need to learn to value God's mystery without blaming God in the process. Value God's mystery without feeling the need to blame him. God, why me? Why now? God, this woman you gave me. Huh. No, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that death stare. <laughs> Just wait till we get home. No, Adam said it in Genesis. Okay. Read your Bible, it's there. <laughs> yeah, mate. Nah, no. I've been married for 23 years, mate, so I've, I've learned how to get out of that hole. But he, he is such a good father. And he, so here's John in prison, and I, I just like to put myself in John's place for a moment. Can you imagine the desperation of him calling a couple of his his disciples and say, please, you have to go and ask him because I have to know. I have to know if if my whole life has been worth it. That if it comes to this, if this is the end for me, I have to know, is he the one that I spent my life preparing the way for? Can you hear the desperation in his words? Can you try and get a sense of how desperate this man was to know? Can I encourage you that when you're in a season of mystery, get desperate to know? Get, guys, get desperate. Say, God, I am not going to give up until I know who you are, until I understand what you're saying in this season, because He is talking. He is talking. So, God, what are you saying right now? What, what is this? As much as I need to know, Father, what is it? What is going on? Now, what we're about to read sounds a little bit strange because it's not probably the answer that the disciples of John expected to hear. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see, the blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Um, Jesus, are you the one or not? I'm just looking for a yes or no. (laughs) I love it how Jesus doesn't answer the question at hand, but he answers the question that really needs to be asked. Have a look at it. He does that quite often in the Gospels. Jesus, didn't you hear my question? (laughs) God will relate to you sometimes this way. It's not him being uncaring. It's him lifting you Come on. higher. Yeah. Yeah. You go tell John what you see. Those blind eyes, they're now seeing. Those deaf ears, they're now hearing. The dead bodies are now raised to life. You go tell John what, what, what's going on here. What's Jesus actually doing there? He is taking John higher. He's taking John to heaven's perspective. I, I, I sense he's saying to John, John, what your life was spent in directing and pointing people towards is now here. You've accomplished your mission. Well done, John. Now look, the baton has been passed to me. It's my turn. Celebrate what I am doing. Don't get stuck on what I'm not doing. There are certain personality types which like to dwell on the not, yeah, rather than what he is doing. I find myself leaning towards that way very, very easily. I don't like to admit that, but that's the truth. I can tell you right now what's wrong with my church. I can give you a list 12 pages long. I can tell you what's wrong in this and that and what's going on. See, it's, it is quite easy for me, to, but I have to always make sure, oh God, what are you doing, Father? What miracles am I seeing? What's going on around me? Who are you healing? Who are you speaking to? What are you saying right now, God? Because I tell you what, if we don't, we can get stuck in that place of doubt and unbelief and disappointment, and it's a very hard place to recover from. People for years of their Christian life, when they're struggling with disappointment in God, my goodness, they're some of the hardest people to minister to. It is possible to be healed. And I'm believing for some of you that you you are healed in that today, if that's an issue that you're dealing with. But I'm telling you, if we can spare ourselves the problems, if we can spare ourselves the heartache, why not now? So you go tell John what you see. I'm sensing Jesus wanting to say to you today, have you seen what I've done? Are you seeing what I'm doing? And do you have trust enough in me to know what I'm about to do next is going to be sensational. Because that's just who he is. Now, if you're in a season of mystery, you will question those very things I just said. Because you want it to make sense. I'm sorry, guys. Faith is anchored in thee unseen work, I love detail oh my goodness I love to have all the details before I make a single step but my father laughs at me when I behave that way <laughs> he just has a bit of a chuckle and he says angels look at this bloke will you look at this son of mine he wants details and they just it's, it's hysterics because it doesn't work that way it's called faith for a reason it's father saying, Son, will you trust me for that step? Yeah. Awesome. But I want to know 10 steps ahead. Uh uh-uh, uh. Don't get ahead of yourself. Will you trust me for that next step? Yes, Papa. Let's go. And he's holding your hand every step of the way. He's not, you know, 20 years down the track saying, Come on. He's saying, I'm going to walk this with you. You and me. Together, one step at a time. And I'll let you know what you need to know for the next step. Son, that's okay. I'll let you know what you need to know for that step. Depend If you need to know more, I'll let you know. But hold on. Trust in me. Remember what I've done. Remember who I am. And never forget. Never forget. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's a promise. It's a promise you can hold on to for the rest of your life. Come higher, son. Come higher, daughter. Look at what I am doing. The blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised. Look at what I'm doing. When it's all based on what he's not doing, we fall, we trip, and we get into a very dark, dark place. I've been in that place before, guys. Sometimes I've been in the place so many times I've actually even got the T-shirt to prove it. Got the, bought the merch. It's an ugly, ugly place to be in. Have any of you ever had what is called a crisis of faith? Crisis of faith is you questioning, are you really the one? Are you still the God of miracles? Are you still the healer when all around me is not being healed right now? Are you still good when all the situation around me is far from good? We've got to be honest with this. What kind of father are you? And I always sense him saying, I'm better than you know. I'm better than you understand. Son, don't get ahead of yourself. Hold my hand. Let's go. You know the silence of God? Any of you know that? Any of you felt that before? You know he's not silent because he's absent. He's silent because no words are needed. Because love is enough. If you feel you need the father to tell you he loves you every day of your life, that's an orphan. It's not a son. Sons know. Yeah. Daughters know. Yeah. Without a single word being spoken. Can I just let you in on something that me and Papa talk about? I'm his favourite. <laughs> True story. I am. Because when I'm with him, he makes me feel like I'm the only one that matters. And I pray that you will also be able to say that you are his favorite. Because that's what a kind of amazing dad he is. Yeah. And I know that whenever my father interacts with me, it's always through love. He can't help himself. Yeah. He loves me. Yeah. He adores me. He thinks I'm amazing, even when I don't. I look in the mirror and I think, oh my goodness, what have you done? I haven't even got my makeup on. God, you still love me? Come on, you better laugh at that one because that, if you think that's serious, you (laughs) know, mate, don't invite me back. (laughs) Mate, my goodness. But he he loves it when I wake up, when my hair's all. (whistles) He loves me when I'm driving. (laughs) Oh my goodness, he better love me. (laughs) Sometimes that's not pretty. But you know what impresses the father? Faith. It pleases him, the word says. When you can just say, God, I'm feeling pretty messed up right now. Father, I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't even comprehend what, why this is happening, why these things are going on. I don't understand your mystery, but Papa, I love you. And I will hold your hand every step of the way. I will not retreat. I will not go into a cave somewhere. I will stay with you because I know that you love me. And you will always love me. And every action towards me is love. Even when it doesn't make sense, it is love. (sighs) Oh, wow. And then Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Why did he add that? Why did he add that? Because he knew there would be many opportunities to be offended at him. He knew full well that you would live with many opportunities to walk in offense against God. It's real life. Something happens to your kids. It's real life. There's not enough... How do we say it? Not enough money at the end of the month, you know, the feeling? Any of you? Or is it just me? Just me. (laughs) Bless me. Come on, bless me. You you know when something's going on in your family, it just doesn't make sense. A child does something, a relative does something, and you're left with something that you didn't ask for. What well, this isn't walking in the blessing? This isn't the favor of God. What is this? What is this, God? You wake up in the morning and that pain has still not left you. Hang on, hang on. Well, Jesus, by your stripes I'm healed. Why aren't I healed? What happens if that goes on for another 10 years? But how do we navigate these things? These are stormy waters. Again, Jesus is saying, come higher. I am still your healer. I am still the calmer of your storm. I am still the reconciler. I am still your provider. I am still this. He has not changed. You can base everything on your life, on his book, because what he reveals himself as is someone that can be loyal and faithful right to the end. People in your life might have failed you, might have let you down, might have betrayed you, might have walked out on you, but he never will. He is not that kind of father. One of the the joys I have is sharing the Father's heart with people. And it is awesome when it works well. It's awesome when people get the revelation and walk in the victory of it. But it's very challenging when people come up to me and say, I I hear what you're saying about the Father, and you maybe say that because you had a good dad, which I did. I had a great upbringing. Dad who loved me. And the person says, but you don't know what kind of dad I had. I usually respond, look, I don't want to sound insensitive, but he is not him. Don't put that on him. He's better than you know. Just give him a go. Step into that place. Step into that place of healing. Step into that place of freedom. And you will see very quickly that the father you knew on earth, his chains that were wrapped around you will be broken off and turned to dust. Because when you get a revelation of how good our Father God is, mm-hmm. no one, no one around your life, no one that's ever had interaction with your life, can say anything otherwise. Mm-hmm. He is always good) yeah. mm. <sighs> huh. Sensing God wants me to do something. Okay. I don't like to um, highlight anyone, so I want to do this discreetly and I want to do this gently. I'm sensing in the spirit that. A number of you are dealing with disappointment with God, a in your heart towards him because of what he hasn't done. I'm not going to ask you to raise a hand, just in your spirit, say, yeah, that's me. I'm sensing the Father wants me to speak, prophesy over you right now from his heart and receive these words as from him. Can we do that? Can we step out in faith and go for it? I'd like to ask every single one of you to close your eyes because I don't want you distracted by what's going on around you. I just want you to listen to these words. What are you saying, Father? Father? I sense the Father saying this, come here, come closer, come and sit where you belong. I want you to know, I want you to know how deep my love for you is. Please understand that when I walk this life with you, I already see how it looks at the end. I know every day, I know every second. Now though what you're going through right now does not make sense to you, that's okay. All you need to know right now is that I'm with you. I'm here to hold you. I'm here to carry you. I'm here to embrace you and never let you forget that you are mine and I am yours. I am a father's love that never quits. I am a father's love that never abandons, never walks away. My child, though you are in a season of mystery... My ways that are higher than yours are already in action. Working out the best for the one I love. Your situation is not forgotten. I see everything. I see it deeper than you see it. I know everything that's going on with every person that is involved. If it is vengeance you seek, leave it to me. If it is healing you're after, leave it to me. I know what you need. I know what you want. Need I remind you, my son, my daughter, I'm always good. I'm always good. And I always interact with you in perfect love. Don't get trapped in that dark dungeon of doubt. Don't fall into unbelief, my loved one. Don't fall into unbelief. Look at me. Look in my eyes. Come on, look at me. Don't get distracted by what's around you. Keep your eyes locked on me. I'll take you through this valley. I know you want to go around it. I know you even want to go on top of it. But my child, what you will experience through this valley, you will look back on and thank me for. I love you. I love you. I love you. And not a second of any day will ever pass without that truth being rock solid. I sent my son Jesus to you, says the Father, to show you how much I love you. Just hold my hand. Don't let go. Don't compare. Don't compare. It's you and me now. Let's go. Father, I seal that word in Jesus' name. May it be a vivid reality for anyone here that is trying to navigate the difficult place of mystery. (coughs) Wow. Isn't he overwhelming? Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you for being so faithful. Today's a day of healing. You might not be healing in the physical sense, where you'll be able to check something that's that's you know been wrong for a while. Maybe it is. Maybe you'll get that too. But I'm going after the healing of the heart. Stuff that might not be seen on the surface, and sometimes it is, because sometimes out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I think, oh wow got heart issues but that's okay so I'm asking you to be real I'm asking you to be as transparent as you're okay to be but I love you guys and I want to see you free the father thinks so highly of you (laughs) he was sharing his heart with me this week about you I almost started tearing up because he loves you guys He loves you, loves you, loves you. Look at who has given you. He loves you. Andrew, I'm going to hand it back to you, bro. Thank you. God bless you guys.